2020 has been a crazy year altogether, right? We are, we are at the halfway mark of 2020 and I think it's been one of the most thrilling, alarming and unexpected year ever. Anybody with me on that? I mean, who would have thought we, we're going to see uh, what we saw until now? We, we are in the month of June and, and I wonder if you have taken stock of the number of things that have simultaneously that have happened or or happening around us i mean uh just last week for those of you who uh, if you're watching from outside pune or or outside our state you would know that we just we just escaped a massive uh cyclone and that was that is crazy right and and just to think about all the things that have been happening back to back if 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 the pandemic wasn't enough there's so many other things that we are constantly being hit with. But hey, I want us to start off this talk by reminding you of the promise for 2020 again. Now, I know you're going to say, Nina, my goodness, you are like this hell. You're just stuck to this worse so much. Well, I believe that this is a promise for every single person. Uh, within the community and outside the community of Zealous because it's the word of God. Psalm 92 verses 12 to 14. If you don't know it, you know it by now. It says that the righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar of Lebanon. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall still bear fruit in old age and they shall be fresh and flourishing. Flourish is our promise for this year. And, and it's, it's amazing, you know, we start, when we started this year knowing as to what biblical human flourishing looks like. Uh, this is not, I want you to know this. This is not just a declaration that, that we are making for the heck of it. But this is something that, that we want and we have been living out during these unprecedented times as well. We have heard and and. The thing that excites me about this, this promise, right? We have heard and we have navigated through some of the stories of, of, uh, in, concerning in some of your lives as to how some of you have experienced or are experiencing flourishing, whether it's in your personal life, whether it's in your family life, uh, at your workplaces, or even in your businesses. Come on, if that's you can, you, can I have a show of hands on the chat, please? Let us know how you are experiencing the goodness of God. Let us know how you are experiencing the grace of God. And let us know how God has been faithful in so many ways. You see, when, when the news is throwing so much of negativity to you, when the, when the constant media updates are throwing the, the alarming and, and the hurtful and the depressing and the, and, and the, you know, the, the worst possible updates to you, I think one of, the, one of the things that we can celebrate as a community is what God is doing in our lives and through our lives, even in the midst of everything that's happening. So come on, if you've got a testimony, if you've got a story of how God has been faithful to you, of how God has been working in your life and how God has been reminding you of his goodness and his faithfulness, you need to be a voice. You need to be a voice. If you need to talk about his goodness, talk about his faithfulness, talk about his grace, talk about his mercy to the setting, to the surrounding around you, to the, to the folks around you, to the people you do life with, even if it's over a Zoom call, get out there and share the goodness of God. 
And, and while we have been on the journey of, of experiencing flourishing as a community as well, one of the basic fundamental principles we know about fruit bearing or flourishing is the importance of staying rooted and planted. Now, before we go there, I just want to tell you how, how we have been you know, planning and, and moving forward uh, when it comes to this year. We started this year with the promise verse, the bigger picture, flourish. We, we then got into knowing and understanding what it means to pursue a life of right standing. You remember those talk series that we did at the beginning of this year? We, we were looking and understanding what it means for a Christ follower to pursue a life of right standing. We even saw how Jesus modeled out righteousness and right living uh, when he was here on earth. And we began with that. That was the first part of understanding this promise in its entirety. And now we're, we're, we're going to be looking at what it means for us as an individual and a community to stay rooted and to stay planted. See, you'd know this, you'd know this so well. You know that any good fruit is a result of a tree that stayed planted and was rooted well. Right? I mean, if you if you love if you love gardening, if you if you've got your own space to to, to do gardening and to see how trees grow and and, and, the, and the years when they bear fruit, you would know this principle so well. And I'm reminded of, uh, one, of the, one of the verses where Paul is speaking in his letter to the Colossians. And he says in uh, Colossians chapter 1 verse 10. And we're reading this from the Passion Translation. He says, we pray that you would walk in the ways of true righteousness. Pleasing God in every good thing that you do. Then you will become fruit-bearing branches, yielding to his life and maturing in the rich experience of knowing God in his fullness. In his fullness. Paul, I love this part because Paul is kind of making a very flourishing kind of prayer. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why I'm saying that. He's making a very flourishing kind of prayer for the people in Colossae and where he's, he's kind of breaking down. And this is what he says. Walk in true righteousness. Please God. Uh, because walking in righteousness and pleasing God, you see fruit bearing as an outcome, which helps you and me mature and know God in his fullness. Can you say in his fullness? Come on, guys. Say that after me. In his fullness. The maturing and knowing God is, is, is a part that is possible only when we make an intentional decision. The next few months, Zealous, I'm excited to, to tell you this. We're going to be preparing ourselves to learn, explore and really capture the importance of being rooted and planted. A new series of talks for this month is called Supreme. That's right, it's called Supreme. Let's go, guys. Can you just type that out in your chat? Can you, can you tell that to the person next to you? It's just one word. You don't have to take any long efforts of, of saying this. Our, our next series of talks starting this week is called Supreme. And, and I want to break this down to you uh, with, with the first talk that I'm, I'm bringing to you. It's called The Language of God. The language of God. 
You know, in a Christian journey, in, uh, in our journey of, of exploring Christianity or in our journey of understanding what this Christian faith is all about, there are so many experiences and encounter moments that shape and structure our belief in Jesus Christ. Do you agree with me on that? Right? There's so many moments. You know, for, for some of you, uh, it might be your favorite moments of, of worship. That, you know, that, that atmosphere that really shook you. That atmosphere of, of singing. That atmosphere of expressing your heart to God. That really made a tangible difference in your life. For some of you, it might be your favorite moments of worship. For some of you, it could be a simplest or a desperate prayer that, that you saw being answered when you prayed to God. Or it could be one of those life-changing talks that has really impacted your life. Whether, whether you saw it online or you were part of any conference or a, or a Sunday gathering or, or wherever you heard something about the goodness of God or about Jesus Christ and that kind of really sh shaped your, your thought process and, your, and really began a desire to know God. For some of you, it could be the books that you've read that, that led you on this pursuit to know Jesus. Or it could even be a sit-down conversation and, and I can go on. You see, these, these are these incredible moments and memories that help us point towards Jesus and help know all the incredible ways in which He works in our lives. I hope you have a story that, can that you can relate to where you began your journey of knowing Christ. Whether it was through uh, a community, whether it was through any of those experiences, I'm sure all of us remember that. That's, that's so priceless and that's so special. But I don't know if you've been there, at least I have, so I can, I can say this with, with so much confidence. In, in all our efforts and attempts, uh, to, to knowing Christ, all our effort and all our attempt goes into a, a, an attempt or a desire to recreate those moments, to recreate or, or wanting to experience those similar encounters or the similar experiences to get to Jesus. Let me give you an example. Sometimes, whether, whether it, was, it was one of the fantastic worship concerts or a worship, uh, you know, uh, space that you were in, you really, you really felt and you really experienced Jesus. And your understanding of Jesus is somewhat limited or, or caught up in that moment. But I want, to, I want us to really help you expand your thinking because here's what, what happens. The danger of that is sometimes we think we are pursuing Jesus but in the actuality, we are just pursuing the peripherals. If you, if you just go after that experience of a conference, if you just go after that experience of that worship moment, if you just go after that, that experience and, and, and that, that, that memory of yours that really helped you connect with Jesus, and if you're just depending heavily on that particular experience, you are not pursuing Jesus. You are actually pursuing something that is peripheral to experiencing Jesus. Now, now I know you, some of you, you disagree with me, but, but hold on for a minute as I build on to this. Because I want us as a community to realize this, that Jesus wants us to pursue Him. God wants us to pursue Him. 
and and you would have he- you would have heard me say this true maturity as a christ follower is when the prime pursuit is for the person of christ and not just the works of christ are you with me zealous come on i want you to hear this again true maturity as a christ follower is where the prime pursuit is for the person of christ and not just the works of christ i pray and hope that this series of talks would help us not not, not just know jesus but but help each one of us to be rooted and planted in the person of jesus christ let's pray god i just want to pray for every single person tuned in or who would be listening or watching to this whenever lord i pray god that our hearts would be open to your word our hearts would be open to what you want to do in our in our lives oh god and i pray against every distraction lord let our let our minds our hearts and spirits be receptive to the word of god in jesus name we pray amen we're talking about the importance of being rooted and planted in the person of jesus christ see one cannot simply make that decision unless we we know about jesus not just from an experiential relationship but also from a theological perspective now i i don't want to complicate things for you but i want you to just journey with me where we're going to be looking at the book of hebrews uh where the writer is is giving us such a beautiful uh you know context or such a, explaining it in such a detailed way where you and me get an get an idea of knowing about the person of Jesus Christ. Turn with me to Hebrews chapter 1 and we'll just read a few verses from the Passion Translation. Hebrews chapter 1 verses 1 to 4. I'll wait a minute until you guys really go there, uh get to your text, highlight it, write it down. If you if you're using your your hard covers, whatever you want to write, just take your notes today. It says Hebrews chapter 1 it says throughout history God has spoken to our ancestors by his prophets in many different ways the revelation he gave them was only a fragment at a time building one truth upon another but to us living in these last days can you say but to us or rather can you say but to me living in these last days god now speaks to us openly in the language of a son the appointed heir of everything for through him god created the 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 panorama of all things and all time the sun is the dazzling radiance of god's splendor the exact expression of god's true nature his mirror image He holds the universe together and expands it by the mighty power of his spoken word. He accomplished for us the complete cleansing of sins and then took his seat on the highest throne at the right hand of the majestic one. He is infinitely greater than the angels for he for he inherited a rank and a name greater than theirs. You see Zealous Jesus Christ is the object of worship. 
The writer is helping us understand this. And, and not, just, not just this particular writer, but all the disciples of Jesus Christ. If you go back and read the, the, about their lives in the Bible, all the disciples and all the apostles uh, believed in this statement and, and in fact made it their life mission to help others know this and live by it. See, we are not the... You see, we are not the only folks in the entire timeline that is bombarded with so many new uh, you know, theories, so many new philosophies and, and other religious ideas. You know? Even during the times of the apostles and the disciples, the, the, these guys, they were surrounded with so many ideologies and, and belief systems. Uh, if, you, if you go back and study the life of Paul and, and the New Testament, you'll see that the Greek mythology the other world religions, the, the cultic practices and other religious practices were at their peak when these guys were alive. See, so the pressures and the backlash for their faith in Jesus was as real as it can be today for some of you or for some of us. But what I love about all the apostles mentioned in the New Testament is in spite of that, can everybody say that, in spite of that, in spite of that, the disciples were not moved or shaken in their faith because of their divine understanding of Jesus as the Supreme One. They understood that Jesus... Okay, hear this out, guys. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to kind of contextualize this for, uh, for all of us to help you understand what I'm trying to drive at. The disciples understood that Jesus is not just a good moral teacher. Okay, he, he's not just, he's just not a good motivational TED talk guy. Jesus is, he's, he's not just your top five leadership gurus that you can subscribe to and listen to all the, all the leadership talks that he gives. Or he's not your go-to person for the most recent pop culture reference that you would like to associate with. Or, or, you know, he's not just another trending Instagram influencer. The disciples knew that, the, that, that Jesus is the one true living God. The disciples professed Jesus Christ as the one true living God. They, they, the way we would answer, the way we, we answer this question that I'm going to ask you says a lot about your relationship with Jesus. Who is Jesus to you? Who is Jesus to you? If you have to answer that question right now in the current season, in, in the current timeline time that you and me are in, what would your answer be? See, with the text that we just read, the writer is just getting started with, with, with helping you and me understand the supremacy of, of Jesus Christ. This is, this is what he says, you know, the... He's the creator of the universe, of, of both the known universe and the unknown universe. He's a creator of humanity. He is the radiance of God's splendor. Jesus is the exact expression of God's true nature. Jesus is the redeemer of humanity. Jesus is the infinite, all-powerful, all-majestic one. Jesus is the supreme one. That is the Jesus we talk about every week. 
That is the Jesus we are looking to and praying to as a community. And that is, that is God's desire for us as a community to know him for who he really is. Jesus is the language of God. If there is ever a way to communicate with God, it is through Jesus. If there is ever a way to know everything about God, it is through Jesus. It's amazing that when you, when you want to pick up a language or when you are in a new foreign country or, or, or a place that you don't know, the locals, the, one of the best ways you can help connect with that, with those people is when you associate with them in a common language. And, and I want us to know this, that if you want to connect, if you want to establish a relationship with the God of the universe, with the creator of mankind, with the redeemer of mankind, there is no other way, but it's only through the person of Jesus Christ. See, Jesus is not just any other deity. He is the one true living God. Now, now pause with me for a minute. I'm going, to, I'm going to say that statement again. But before I say that, I want to ask you this. You, hear, you just heard me say that with your ears. But I want to ask you if you believe and apply that in every area of your life. What I'm asking you, or what am I saying? Jesus is not just any other deity. He is the one true living God. See, because when Jesus died on the cross for your sins and your redemption, he did not just die for, for a bit of your life or, you know, or just 50% or 60% or 80% or 90% of your life. He died for all of you. Every single bit of your life was in God's mind when he wanted to redeem your life. But I wonder if you've been in this space where there are times and seasons of your life where you, you are so comfortable in allowing Jesus to take care or, or intervene in certain decisions and, and timelines of your life. For example, we are so comfortable in allowing Jesus to work during our Sunday gatherings. I mean, we don't mind that, right? Because it's just a matter of two hours. God, say what you want to do. Say what you want to say. I'm, I'm here. I'm all ears because it's a Sunday gathering. This is what I have to do. I, I need to. Now, in this current case, I have to tune in every week at 6 p.m. I have to log in the chat. Say hi to everybody. Connect with everybody. Say a few things that Ninan is going to ask me to say. Yeah, two hours or one hour, I'm okay to give that to you. I mean, we're we are getting good at that. I have to, I have to say that. But... What happens to us on a Monday to Saturday? What happens when it comes to Jesus wanting to intervene and when, it, when Jesus wanting to take over every single area of your life? How quick are we to respond to the supremacy of God in the areas of our lives where we need Him to take over? Or, or our experiences, our understanding, our 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 you know, conversations kind of come as a mental block and block out. And it's like almost like a no access zone to Jesus. See, the entire foundation of this talk series is to help us stay rooted in the supremacy of Christ. The supremacy of Christ. Are we willing, Zealous? Are you willing to make room for the supremacy of Jesus in every area of our lives? 
Now we talk about getting saved. We talk about Jesus loving you. We talk about experiencing his love through the gift of salvation. But I want to tell you this. The most adventurous part when it comes to a walk as a Christ follower is not just the one where you give your life to Jesus. That's good. That's, that's great. I mean, the Bible says that heaven celebrate when one soul is added to the kingdom of God. But that, it's not that that's the most adventurous part. I'll tell you what, what the adventurous part is. It's when you are learning constantly to give access and make room for Jesus in not just a few, but every area of your life. That's right, because the redemption and the new life that Jesus promises in him is a holistic and a fruit-bearing life, guys. It's, it's, it's a holistic one. It's, it's the one where he desires that you bear fruit. That's where he says, right, abide in me and let my words abide in you and you will be a fruit-bearing branch. Staying planted and rooted in Christ is a continual process. It's not just a weekly process. It's not just a one-hour process in a day. It's a continual process that leads to fruit bearing. I love this quote. It says that the root of your salvation glorifies God privately and the fruit of your salvation glorifies God publicly. That's, that's why I was telling you that at the beginning of this talk, that if you have experienced the goodness of God, if you have experienced the love of God, the faithfulness of God, the more you are talking about it, the more you are sharing about it, the more you are initiating a gospel-centered conversation with your friends, with your homies, with your loved ones, with your colleagues, you are actually giving God all the praise even during these difficult times. And that's where your fruit is seen. That's where your faith in Jesus is, is, is seen in action. And, and I don't know if you're thinking, you know, there could be so many other things that we could talk about. You know, there's, there's so much chaos. There are riots happening. There, 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 these natural calamities happening. There's, there's an economic crisis and, and the, the other hundreds of things which are not even uh, detected or which are not even noticed. The kind of threats that, that might be coming up in the future. Can we not talk about all of those things and can we not just pick up some Bible verses and which kind of gives us hope, which kind of gives us encouragement in the, in the time that we are caught up in. But I want you to understand this zealous. This is the most important conversation we can have as a community during these times because it's, it's in how well we are willing to be rooted and stay rooted in the person of Jesus Christ that's going to determine how we look at the things that are happening around us. Because you see, it's, it's only in the person of Christ that some of these greater questions get answered. You know, if you, if you have ever followed this time, uh, if you have ever followed the kind of conversations that happen when it comes to knowing Jesus or, or just about life, it's in the person of Jesus Christ that the two greatest existential questions get answered. Who am I? And why am I here? Who am I? And why am I here? You see, the answer to these questions are, are unfolded in such a precise manner in Jesus as you begin your relationship with Him at the point of salvation. See, when you confess 
of every wrong in your life, when you repent and confess, when you ask God for forgiveness and accept Jesus Christ as your Savior, believing that He died for you on the cross, it's through the name of Jesus you will be saved from eternal destruction. And, and I want to invite you on this journey as we get to know Jesus Christ from a fresh lens where we can explore together on the person of Jesus Christ over the next few weeks. We're going to be talking about the supremacy of God. We're going to be talking about the supremacy of Christ. We're going to be talking about what it means for you and me to be planted and stay rooted in the person of Jesus Christ. Because you see, church, Jesus is the language of God. And that's the language that you and me need to pick up on so well. So I pray and I hope that you are excited, you prepare your heart, you equip your heart to know not just the works of Christ, but mature and grow in the fullness of knowing more on the person of Jesus Christ. God bless you. We're so glad you've been listening in. If you'd like to know more about us, follow us on Insta at Zealous Pune or visit us online at zealous.community.